0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at Mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at Mintmobile.com. Why do I have to be here loving these people and like building these relationships? Like it feels so unnatural to me. (laughs) Okay, we are recording. We are the voice of the under 25s. I'm currently uh, shut myself in a toilet. (laughs) How on earth do you become a (laughs) lollyologist? The bag with my blood in it. My blood. Our stories, what we think, the truth. And how long have you been sort of on the streets? Uh, On and off for a year. (sighs) We got told that he was killed in a motorcycle accident. If we can't create a ginger army to take over the world, then we can at least lobby the government for tax-free sun cream. Podium.me. This is your platform. Hey, I'm Emily. And last week, I had the chance to speak to Molly Gustafson from Iowa, USA, who signed up this year for a charity that requires more dedication than most. It's really, it's really interesting because most things, like with internships, you send off an application and you like have an interview and they make sure you're right for the the job. But with this, it's it's almost more about personal growth than the actual job. And so I emailed him and I was like, hey, I just really like the idea of this internship. I was wondering, if you could tell me more about it, like, if you think I'd be a good fit, and I told him about myself. And he, like, it's was so funny, his response was just like, I'll pray about it for a week, you pray about it for a week, and we'll come back and talk about it. And I was like, okay. So then like, I prayed, and I definitely feel like, like, felt like it was a good thing, and he did too. And so he was just basically like, my confirmation will be if you get your visa. The mission of the visum is to bridge a gap that there's between people who have a lot of money and people who have nothing. So it's a lot of, this individuals giving money to us as a charity, and then we're finding other charities to fund with their money. It makes it a more personal relationship. So rather than just giving money to say the Red Cross and just saying, oh, I gave money, I'm doing good. There's different categories that have money in it. So we have givers say for UK youth. And if we have a lot of money in that category, then we'll do a project with somewhere in the UK with youth projects. So... Um, One of the projects that Sam, one of the interns just did, was for new sports equipment for Salmon Youth Centre in England. And so it was, like, climbing ropes, footballs, um, uniforms, equipment, just stuff like that, and we gave that to them. Um, There's another one we just did in Wales, which is for... um, It's with the Teen Challenge. So it's all over the UK, but this one was specifically for women who, like, had substance abuse or alcohol abuse or, like been abused physically and they go to this house and they want to get clean and it's um so like a safe house for them so those are that's one of the ones we did so yeah there's just all these different ones and right now there's probably about 13 projects in contact Mm -hmm. but it's just really frustrating because so many people they like we get in contact with these people and then they just don't respond for whatever reason it's like we have free money we want to give you and they just don't reply it's just like what are you doing it's really annoying so James Odgers is the founder, and he just had an incredible life doing so many different things and just really open to what God has called him to do. And he felt like this is one of the things God said for him to do with his life, that he needs to make a way for people to give to those that really need it. Because he was involved, he was a, like a lawyer for a while, like a really high up lawyer. And then he uh, started a bank. Really high up there in the banking industry, so he had a lot of contacts. Mm -hmm. And then God told him to just drop it all and start the beesum. So I think it's been going for 28 years now. So yeah, he just has so many people that have money, and he's just been like working on basically breaking their hearts for the poor. That's the point of it. So make people realize what's actually going on and how they can actually impact it. So if say I had like a spare twin bed that I just wanted to get rid of, I would call the beesum and say I have this bed. You take it for me and find someone who needs it, and so they would then take that and in their area, they would find a family or a person who needed that bed. So there's more beesoms in England that are focused on things and like doing stuff for people, like um, fixing fences or like painting walls or fixing gardens, all this different stuff. It's more practical, but this beesom in Battersea is the only one that does like money giving. So the beesom is a Christian organization, and we focus a lot on how God provides, and how when we pray, He, if it's his plan for us, he will give us what we need to go through with it. So I really felt like God was calling me to the bosom, and so I, I knew that the funding would, would happen. Um, so I, I was at home, and I was just praying about it, and one of the big things is we're, we're not fundraising, so we don't go out and tell people, I need this money. Will you support me? It's praying and asking God to bring them to us, and asking people just, like, basically, you, just, you tell people what you're doing, but you don't ever ask for money. You don't ever make it seem like you don't have what you need. And God totally just came through for me. So um, a lot of it was from, like, family members. Like, my grandparents, my aunts and uncles, they just thought it was amazing. and They wanted to support me in it. And then there's some random people in my community who knew what I was up to and knew, um, like, what I wanted to do with my life. They just would give me money. And it's just, it's really cool how God gives you money when you most need it. So there was some, um, some people who, they gave me checks to bring over here and like deposit in my bank account, but like it wouldn't go through because and it was just really annoying because the like, process to getting it from U.S. dollars to British pound is really annoying, and it just wouldn't go through. But then, like now, like four months later, it has gone through, and now it's when I actually needed the money. I didn't even need it back then, so it's just it's really cool how it always works out according to plan, even if it's not what we planned it to be. Yeah, I was raised in a Christian family, but it was just one of those things like, oh, it's what my parents believe, it's what I believe. It's like it's whatever. Um, and that's how it was for, like the first 16 years of my life. Um, I was very just passive about it. Didn't really think God cared about me. Didn't think that I could have a personal relationship with Him because He was probably like busy doing other things or whatever for whatever reason. I just didn't think He cared. Um, but then when I was a junior in high school, so 17, um, I just had like a big moment with God where I had broken my wrist in a basketball game and I was just completely heartbroken because that was like my favorite thing and I was just really upset about it and then I was on the bus getting ready to go home and one of the dads from the team like a girl on my team her dad came up and asked if he could pray for me and so he did he prayed for healing and on the bus ride home my wrist was completely healed and so I got home and my wrist was totally fine and I was just I was so confused and then I realized I was like God just healed me and then that just started me on this whole different path of of life of being more like aware of what he's doing and being more in communion with him the whole time and then that led me to Australia with DTS which is all about God and like learning who he is in your life and what he has planned for you and then going out on missions trips to Myanmar India and Malaysia and just preaching his gospel and like praying for people and just seeing everybody get healed and everybody like it's just amazing seeing him move in that way because I'd never seen it before being from like a very developed nation you don't really see God move in that way because everyone just has what they need and they're just like, I don't need God. But in India, people have nothing, and all they have is God. So it's just, he works incredibly in those situations. Uh, So the internship runs for a year, from September to the end of August. Um, So that's when all six of us are, like, mandatory, this is what we're doing, we've decided. Um, Throughout the year, like, from now until probably May, people are given the opportunity to go abroad to different areas that... James has like mentioned like so someone could go to South Africa or Hong Kong or last year um, a girl went to Israel for a month one went to India and so it's just like it's really god-led like if he is telling you I want you to go somewhere else and like learn in this environment for a while then James lets us do that but yeah so we commit to a year-long internship and then a lot of people just stay involved throughout the rest of their life like it's really funny how many Beesem interns are in the area who regularly come back and like are in contact with James so it's really like a family so each of us has a different like thing to be researching and learning about so I'm doing Islam which is really interesting um someone else is doing Israel-Palestine conflict someone's doing um abortion one's doing unity in the church one's doing refugees and one's doing um child trafficking so I got really used to just being away from America when I was in Australia and just being surrounded by all these different people. But that was a totally different environment because everyone was in the same boat as me. We all didn't have our family. We all were, like, doing completely different things that we'd never done before. Um, whereas here, I feel like I'm more, I don't know, separated kind of because everyone here has their family, like, two hours away. And they have their friend groups and, like, this is what they know. Um, so that was kind of hard just not having somewhere where I could just go and like totally relax because there was nobody here that i had known for more than six months. So that was, that was a really hard adjustment and just different ways of doing things. <laughs> like being an American, I don't know if this is just like a stereotypical American thing, but I'm just very blunt in the way that I speak. And sometimes that comes out as really rude and harsh to people. So that was kind of difficult, like just realizing the differences and, letting them know it's not them that I'm trying mm-hmm. to find. It's just, like, the way I, I speak. All these people, do they have, like, friend groups out of this? And then you're kind of, like, starting to, like, find yourself and find, like, obviously, like, a lifestyle out of this house. Has that been tough? Because this internship is, we're supposed to be living in an intentional community. So we're, like, it's like James describes it as the Ghana principle. So you're supposed to have a mindset of not being in England, but being in Ghana and like, an intentional place to learn more about God and learn more about how you relate to people so you're not supposed to go out and like just spend loads of time with your other friends or with your family you're supposed to like really focus in and like because it is there's a lot of pressure and a lot of tension and so your natural instinct is just like to get out and go do something else but you really need to just stay in that place and like work through it um so for me that's kind of like what I I don't have any other option it was just it was more like forced for me like I was just forced into this Mm -hmm. not being able to escape it Whereas everyone else has to make that choice, yeah. which I guess both are both are hard to be hard. If I had all my friends here to make the yeah. choice to be with these people I'd never met before, and how is it living with people that you've never met before? <laughs> like that must be tough. Like in the way, like you could totally get along with someone and totally yeah dislike the person. Yeah, um, because in the past, if I didn't like someone or the someone annoyed me, I would just avoid them. I'd be like, well, I'm just not going to deal with you. I'd- Better things to do, but you can't do that here. Like you have to work through it and like figure out why am I feeling annoyed? Why do I have a problem with this? Like because most of the time it's my issue, but they're doing something that makes me aware of it. I don't like that, so it's just really a challenge to want to be in this place. I don't know. It's tough for you to say, but like, do you ever find that you've been like judged by your faith? at Mm -hmm. all like do you ever find people are judging you like if you tell them like christian this is what i do kind of thing do you ever feel judged for it or is it more just like people are accepting of it in the past i had been very um like i don't want to say wishy-washy but i kind of was like i was like oh you believe this i believe this that's fine let's just like not talk about it and just be friends and i can see your side of things so Mm -hmm. it's cool um but being here i'm learning how to have an opinion and how to really stand up for like the truth so if someone would say to me now like I don't believe in Jesus, then I would I wouldn't just be able to say, "Oh, that's fine, that's what you believe." I'd have to present my point of view because you can't change absolute truth. Um, so I think now, if someone was to like, kind of have a problem that be offended, I would be more forward about my opinion. Whereas before, I just kind of like brushed over it, so I never had a conflict before about that kind of thing. So back home, hardly any of my friends are um, like following Jesus type of Christians. Like they might say they're Christians but they just kinda like the go to church on Christmas type mm-hmm, people. Mm-hmm. Um so they just don't really understand, but they've never like challenged me on it and I've never like really presented my point of view. So I've never had like judgment on that before, never to my face at least. Mm-hmm. Um whereas now I think I would have a lot more So if you were to go back home and someone was like, Why do you believe in Jesus kind of thing, you would be a lot more inclined to be like, this is why. Yeah, exactly. Really interesting in learning how to have an opinion and like be okay with having conflict. Because I thought, oh, I always thought before if I had a conflict with someone, like it was just horrible because like the relationship would just break off and it just be like, oh, I've just lost a friend. But it's just like getting your priorities straight. Because either friendship with them, and they, like if they're not a Christian, they their soul could end up in hell, basically, like it's eternity. And otherwise, if I present my point of view and the friendship breaks off, like at least I've tried to show them what, like, love is and, like, who Jesus is. And if they don't like that, then they can go away and, like, they can think about it and we don't have to be friends. Like, it's not the most important thing. The most important thing in my life is God and showing his love to other people and just telling them who he is, even if they just don't like it, I guess. Like, I kind of get, like, kind of, like, the social life out of the house. It's, you know, you'd rather guys, like, be in here and, like, communicate with each other kind of thing. But, like, do any of them, like, have, like... Relationships like significant others, like yeah. is that allowed or is it more like you need to focus on what you're doing here? Yeah, that's okay. a really interesting part of it. Because, so at YWAM we weren't allowed to have a relationship, so I was like, okay, six months no relationship. that's fine. And then so I do the internship, and then James says, if you don't have it, if you're not in a relationship before you come, this year needs to be like without. Mm-hmm. like significant other. And I was like are you serious like another year I was like oh my goodness I can't handle this 24. yeah it's like oh, that's my whole plan when I came over here <laughs> no it wasn't but like yeah it is kind of hard because that can it's very time consuming to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend mm-hmm. if you're a guy but like so that would take away a lot from what you're trying to do here what you're trying to accomplish um so one of the girls did have a boyfriend um but then that ended was it before she got here yeah okay, yeah. yeah um But then that ended for different reasons. And no one else had a significant other coming in. And so we're all just, like, not doing that. But it it is weird because, like, we talk about it. We talk about, oh, like, when I'm in a relationship, I'll do this. But it's just, like, it just feels so foreign because it's just, like, we can't even, like, really have that mindset right now because it's just not what the plan is. But, yeah. It's weird. It is really weird. It's just, like, if someone were to ask you, you'd be like, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so (laughs) funny. So one of the girls, she... Like, someone asked for her number, because we went to, like, this, like, gymnastics class or whatever, and this guy came and asked for her number, and she was just like, ah, and he was like, is there something really complicated behind that? And she was like, yeah. And he was like, okay, don't worry about it. She was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) It's, like, so funny. Yeah. So, like, are you guys allowed to drink? Like, are you guys allowed to, like, go out? Is that allowed, or is it... So, we are allowed to drink, and, like, we sometimes go out to the pub and just do whatever, but it's never, like, it's just really funny, because... Some of us come from like non-Christian backgrounds, so they would have been used to like going out clubbing and just mm-hmm. doing whatever they wanted to do, but now it's like seeing it from a different point of view, and we're just like, oh, I don't really, I don't really want to do that. But, like, coming from America, I'm not even legally able to drink yet. Right, yeah. So, so well, to go I, out and have an adult just be like, oh, what are you drinking? I'm like, Oh I don't know. Oh, I don't know what I want. So it's just really weird for me, but I guess it's just the culture here. Like, especially the guys, like they, mm. they really like their beer. Um, one of them like, loves whiskey. So it's just kind of like, sometimes we'll just have something. And a lot of times we have wine with dinner and stuff. But it's just, it's funny. Yeah. Um, it's really weird for me because I didn't grow up in that environment at all. Like, my parents were never drinkers. Mm-hmm. So coming here and just having everyone just, it's so normal to just, yeah, like, it's very- drink. It's like, oh. Like, and a lot of people, like the world, they'll just be like, what are you doing? Like, you're wasting your time. Why would you do this type thing? But I guess that's just the huge difference between, like, People who have a faith and follow Jesus and people who are just in the world working like for money or achievements or like self-gain, I guess. Because all of us, although it is really hard, we really feel like we're supposed to be and we know that it's worth it. And God is like just doing so much in each of us. I'm going to give everything to God because he's worth it. My name is James. I'm Ella. Hi, I'm Oliver. Hello, my name's Shauna. Rhiannon. I'm Ethan. Hi, we're Jungle Doctors and you're listening to Podium.me. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.